What's the movie called? Locked Down. Locked Down. Cool. I'm trying to think. What do I want to talk? I don't know. Okay. Can you just jump into it? I guess we'll just jump in. Welcome <laughs> to the rom-com dudes. I'm filling out of my environment a little bit. We're in a new place. I'm Any, rom- Anytime you come to, whenever I'm recording somewhere, it's always new, it seems like. I guess that's true. It is always new, like when we go to your place compared to my place. Yeah. But now we're not at either of our places. Yeah, we're at my parents' house. We're at Carlton's parents' house. Rom-com. I'm rom-com dude number one. I'm Austin. I'm rom-com dude number two. I'm Carlton. I'm looking at Carlton's dad running a marathon. I believe that's the Boston Marathon. Yep, Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon. Yep. How was his time? Did he do well? You'd have to ask him. I'm going to ask him. How many marathons has your dad done? You'd have to ask him. A he's, lot. He's 96 years old. He's... Not that, but nice try. He's done 46 marathons in the last 10 years. <laughs> It'd be crazy. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not even that old. <laughs> no, not even close. He's 62. Oh, he's younger than I thought for some reason. Is that a mean thing to say? Who cares? This is what we're here to talk about, but he's looking good there running his marathon. Yeah. He's going to outlive most people because he runs. Yep. Um, we're here to talk about Locked Down, exclusive to HBO Max. Yep. About a pandemic. It's the first, they say, I don't know if it is or not, but they say it's like the first full Hollywood pandemic movie. Not, not shot in Hollywood. It's shot in London. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a terrible movie. (laughs) It really is. The thing that's frustrating about it is it kind of starts out like the, the concept's really promising. Concept's and to good. Me, to me, it started out well. Like it, it started out kind of slow and like just little things. And to me, the dialogue was well. It was interesting. Yeah, I agree. And it was going, and then it kept going. <laughs> so this movie is two hours long, and it needs to be an hour and a half easily. That's the first problem. The yeah. second problem again, it's like pacing. It's like. This movie doesn't know what it wants to be, if it wants to be a comedy, if it wants to be a romance, if it wants to be a, a, a heist. Yeah. Like, and that's why, to me, the three in two hours. The beginning felt like it felt right. Like, oh, I'm excited to get into this, like, within yeah. 10 minutes. Oh, because it, it had more of, like, a dramedy feel to it. It was very dramatic, but it yeah. had, like, kind of this dark edge humor to it. And then it had these times where, like, kind of goofy. Like, what was that about? <laughs> yeah, I think it stopped being fun after he goes out in the garage in his motorcycle and puts the, the hose in his mask. Yeah. And, and not because of that moment. I think that moment's pretty funny. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, what are you doing in here? And he's like, oh, I just want to. Yeah, I agree. One. That's a problem with the turning point in the film. Yeah. I well, that's pretty early in the film. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes in after yeah. that. It just continues talking. And, and it feels like a true to life type movie for an hour and a half. Like you're just following these two in their apartment. Yep. And nothing interesting happens. Hour 20, hour 15, I don't know exactly. Yeah. But the comedy's not that strong. The drama's not that... Sh- the drama's probably more strong because of the pandemic aspect of it. Uh, but the... but And the romance... The romance felt pretty good. Like, the mm-hmm. two had pretty good chemistry. It's nothing yeah. to write home about. But it was good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cameos in it. You know, yeah, ran, like, like, yeah, a lot. <laughs> the Benz, the Kingsley, and the Stiller is in it. Yeah. Ben Kingsley and Ben Stiller. And then and, you uh, have... Um, what's her name? Naomi. Is it Naomi? Uh, Mindy Cowling's in it. Oh, Mindy Cowling. Uh, Dulé Hill. Dulé Psych. Psych. Who was I thinking? Oh, no. Who was I thinking of? 
I don't know if I'd consider a cameo, but the guy who is the employee who comes in at the end, I can't think of his name in the movie. But he's so, in Sherlock. He's a writer of Sherlock. Oh, he was Mark the... Mark Gatiss, I think is his name. Security guard guy? No. So the one that catches him at the end and says, hey, I need to let you know your driver. Yeah. He had like, Isn't he security? No. He was, she was, he was someone she fired in the Zoom oh, call. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know who... Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, guy he's in the a, piranha tank. Mostly a writer. Um, Stephen Merchant's in it, who's also a writer, but you'll see... He's the British guy who was like... Also worked at the department store. The one with the beard? The glasses. Oh, oh that, okay, look. yeah. Yeah, you've probably seen him around. Yeah. Um, He's a stand-up comic, comic, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't know who I was thinking of. Oh, well. Um, this is this is directed by Doug Lyman, who is, like, one of the most inconsistent directors in Hollywood. Like, he has some of the highest highs. He directed, like, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, wow. Or Live, Die, Repeat, uh, Jason Bourne, or not Jason Bourne, Bourne, uh, Supreme, what's the first one? Born Identity. Born Identity. You know, like, he has some really good movies under his belt, but then he has movies like this, or um, um, Jumper is one of them he did, which, oh, something fell. It's all good. Oh, no. It was a file, so it's stood together. It's files. It's files. It's just files. Um, Jumper, which some people like, but it's, it's, I mean, you could argue it's not the best movie in the world. Um, what else did he, he did, uh, trying to remember. Well, like swingers is one of his better ones. I, I really like swingers. Um, American made. It's really good. But then like, see, I'm just looking at his like Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I don't know. Actually overall, I like him, but then he does have movies like jumper and then he's making another movie here soon with Tom Cruise and he's doing the space movie with Tom Cruise where they're actually putting Tom Cruise in space. I don't know if you've heard about oh, that yeah. or not. Um, I read an interview about this movie on vulture.com and it was like a, it must've been a zoom call where like vulture and a few other publicists or journalists were, um, invited to talk with Doug Lyman and Doug Lyman's just talking about how, like, you know, we wanted to, you know, we're, we're all under lockdown. We just wanted to, to test ourselves a little bit and, and push ourselves to see if we can make a good movie under these circumstances. And so we were like, we wanted to make the movie. And, and I read around the internet that the movie wanted to, it cost about $10 million to make. And so somebody asked that question in the zoom call and he said, uh, I wouldn't say it's that it, it starts with a three though. So I'm not sure if it's 30 million or 3 million hmm. to me, it's closer to the 3 million. I don't know. It could have been a $30 million movie. It, I guess it, I don't know where the money went. If it's thirty million, it feels like a ten million dollar movie, though. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest; I kind of spaced out a little bit. Which movie are you talking about? Oh, still, uh, still locked down. I went back to locked. Isn't that what the movie's? Yeah, called? it is. I'm just really confused at the budget now. <laughs> well, how much did you think the movie cost? I don't know. I just some of the facts I'm bringing up confuse. I'll tell. Oh, are you reading on IMDb? Yeah. Oh, so this was on the, the director said this. He's like, I have heard that number. That's not correct with the number. He said, "I the number I I have with the movie cost was three million, or started with a three. I don't know if that's a three million dollar movie or a thirty million dollar movie. It's definitely not three hundred thousand dollar movie, because Anne Hathaway probably took three hundred thousand. I guess that's true. Away, yeah. Um, and yeah, even with the cameos, because Ben Stiller's in it enough that he probably yeah, but he didn't get much. I'm sure he didn't get that. I'm just saying, but for a cam, it was probably an expensive cameo. It was more like yeah." And, and I know the, uh, the writer, uh, Knightley, I think is his name. 
he got off spec. So meaning he just like, just whatever the studio got, he got a percentage of it instead of, so he got minimum, whatever, uh, writers, the writing guild gave him. And then he took, uh, so the screen actor guild award. Okay. Or the screen actor guild. So SAG. Yeah. So he took like $5,000 and then the percentage of whatever Warner brothers bought the movie for, I'm sure. So if they bought it for $50 million, he got 5 million. Yeah, because Warner Brothers owns HBO, right? Yeah, and it has the start. Actually, it starts with a new banner. Did you notice that? New, uh, they had a new shield. Oh yeah, they did, huh? It wasn't very good. I know. I like yeah. their old one more. <laughs> it's not. That's not important. Um, but yeah, and then he talked about how like, yeah, they just wanted to challenge themselves a little bit. Him and Knightley, um, Lyman and Knightley were just like, let's see if we can do it. And they were more worried about like getting sick than their budget. And so, but they were trying to figure out how. Like they said, insurance was a big part of how much their budget was too. Is that they had to pay uh, for an insurance just in case COVID did happen. Oh, okay. And whatnot, and then they were able to record in the the, the department store. Did you hear about? Did you read mm-hmm. about that? Which was pretty interesting. They said that no movie has ever recorded. What's the name of the department? Harrods. What is it? Harrods. Harrods. Yeah, they, no, no movies ever recorded in the in the studio. And then on top of that, they were able to record in the vault, which they said that's even like huger. Interesting. Thought. They they his he said that his production assistant went in there to take pictures of the vault, and the the owner of Harrods or whoever the guy showing him into the vault was like, "All right, you guys can record in here. That's fine. You just can't know where the location is." But like, he makes a point of that. But I don't even remember the vault. Like I I do, but I don't. You know, I remember the scene of the diamond mm-hmm. where they get the diamond, but I don't remember what the vault looks like. Yeah. I, so I it's nothing that, is... that stands out to me. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. That's just some back, I don't know, some more background information. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this movie could have been better. Like, it, really it has the outlines, and there's some cringy, I think the pandemic stuff's kind of cringy at it times. It really is. Where it's like, oh, let's have 40 bottles of hand sanitizer in front of the c- camera. It's like, well, why? Yeah. Nobody has that, yeah. you know? And then there's moments where like, um, I don't know. It just felt like every time they brought up the masks or, uh, social distancing or whatever. Yeah. It just didn't work. It's not going to age well. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just really not going to age well. And it's, uh, maybe it might live in a weird moment in time though, where people are like, yeah, watch this movie. If you want to see what it was kind of like, but it's kind of a poor example because yeah. they're not even wearing masks around people so it felt like early pandemic you know yeah, like it did late march early april mm-hmm. i would think and so like people were kind of just wearing masks every once in a while yeah it was yeah that was i don't even i don't even really have much just because it was so weird how much they talked about the pandemic well and i mean it makes it's a pandemic movie i guess it is, but, it, but it, like the moments it's not interesting don't bring, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think the interesting stuff was like, um, how do you say Chiwetel? I have no idea how to say his name. And he's a famous actor too, yeah. like Twelve Years a Slave, and yeah, um, in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So I like I feel bad butchering his name. I've never gotten it, but like I'm gonna say Chiwetel as a Jofer. It's a pretty good. Mm-hmm. A Jofer, sure. Jofer works for me. Paxton, like his when he's going crazy during pandemics, it's pretty good. And uh, my favorite scene, I want to talk about like this one scene that this was my all time favorite scene in this entire movie. And I wish more of it was like this where Paxton goes on a motorcycle ride. Oh, yeah. And he he 
just like he's like, yeah, I ran away from the cops, and and what's her name? Anne Hathaway's character is Linda. Linda's like, what the what the heck are you talking about? You ran away from the cops. You sure they didn't get your license plate? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. She's like, man, this is this is awesome. And then she's like, hey, just to let you know, like I've been drinking. Is that the same moment? Anyways, they go. No, into she's the, been smoking. She's been smoking, that but then her. they like go on the their back patio. And there's just like this moment where they're like both feeling bad and they're like, I don't know. There's just a very fun energy about mm-hmm. that moment where it they're is. just talking how bad they used to be and like they they can still have fun together. But the point of the movie is they're going to get a divorce. Like they got a divorce where they, they or I don't even know if they're married. It's very unclear. At moments they're saying they're married, but other times they're just been like together partners. for 10 years, you would think. I mean, I know that some people date a long time. That's a long time to just be dating. I would, I would assume they're I would assume married. so too. But like a week ago, she they said they're going to like break it off. And then uh, they're just waiting for the lockdown to be over. So they've been living together still. Yeah. And um, so that's like the point of the whole movie. And that's the first hour and a half. Yeah. It's just them talking about how miserable it is to be with each other. Um, Anne Hathaway is this like successful CEO and he's a, a driver. Yeah. Cause he's a one. Cause he had a assault. Yeah. He, he got arrested. And so he went to jail for it. Yeah. So he can't find any good jobs and he feels like he can't catch a break is what he keeps saying. Yeah. And so like, this is, it just drags. It's it really so does. long. It's so long of them just talking back and forth. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Uh, I'm better than you. I can't what's, get you break. And I think what's interesting is like one of the things I feel like could have been done better, especially with the time that they had, is I feel like the buildup of them actually liking each other more at the end of that hour and a half time frame would have made it even that much more interesting. I don't think it would have saved it, but it would have made it that much more interesting because it kind of felt like it's a rom-com. Kind of. It said it was rom-com. Right. And so you kind of know they're going to get together, but it didn't feel like they should get together, kind of. No. And Other so, than, like, maybe the 10 years of baggage kind of helps with yeah. that when they finally feel like they're doing something alive again. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt like, okay, yeah, maybe they would get back together. But I feel I, I feel the same thing. Because when they feel like they want to get back together, it's from that motorcycle chase on, mm-hmm. which is, like, 40 minutes left of the movie. Of yeah. this two-hour movie. Yeah. So an hour and 20 minutes in, they have been hating each other yep. the whole time and how they just aren't fit for each other. So yeah. it doesn't convince us as an audience. Yeah. And like, if that scene just would have taken place sooner, and and have some development of the, if we're gonna have them talking to each other. Might as well build the romance. It's unclear. Okay, so maybe you can help me with this too. I I'll try. There's <laughs> a, a lot of things that were unclear in this movie yes. for being as long as they were. So he's a driver. Ben Kingsley calls him and says, "Hey, I need you to drive, do three pickups for me. One's on a Thursday, one's on a Friday, one's on a Saturday." Yeah. He learns that the one pickup's $50,000, the next one's 200, or 50,000 pounds, the next one's 200,000 pounds, and the next one's $3 million pound pickup. Now, he has to have a fake name, and I'm like, well, like, are they stealing the pickups? Like, what? what yeah, I didn't understand. Why, very confused on, like, what the pickups, if he was legally picking up or if he was illegally picking up and stealing these items and giving them to Ben Kingsley. And then it was more confusing when, when they start stealing the diamond because I'm like, well, wasn't he going to take the diamond anyways? That was the pickup. Yeah. So do you have, it? like, do you know? Because the only thing I can think of My with and- that was, because I think he was supposed to pick up the, the fake or whatever. Oh, probably. Because that's, that's where probably that's true. what she explains that like this is where it's at. But then there's a vault. That's the only p- 
possible explanation I have for it, but that part is super unclear. It's like, what was that all about? Why did he have to? Yeah, that was the whole pickup thing in general was unclear. And Brittany and I talked about it for a long time. Like, like what? What was he like? We understand he's a driver. I don't understand the sketchiness of the three pickups, yeah. other than they're expensive, and they chose him because he was reliable and had a good, um, like, a good uh, work record. Work record. Yeah, I. And then it's like this weird thing of like they change his name from Paxton to Edgar Allan Poe. It's like this huge um, reoccurring thing that happens throughout the movie where they keep calling him Edgar Allan Poe and that's his fake name. And and, and then they're like, okay, can you give me a name? And I'm just like, just change your name to Edgar Poe. Yeah. Why do you need to say the Allen? You're yeah. Edgar Poe. It's not that. Like Edgar Poe sounds like a name. Or Ed. Yeah. I'm Ed Poe. <laughs> like... And, and so it's like these little things that are like just driving me nuts. And like the thing that I've really like, I get there trying to get a laugh out of it, but like people not knowing who Edgar Allan Poe is, like that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. The Ben Kingsley character didn't, the security guard did or something that was confusing too. Right. Where like the security guard catches up where he's like, Oh, that's a weird name. We got to check this out. Let's call the cops. We call, we're all over the place. I kind of want to talk about the whole movie because let's just start. yeah let's let's talk can. about the whole movie real quick. So she's a successful CEO uh, business person. She he drives. Okay, that's the first hour of the movie. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it anyway. I mean, anything. the only thing. Oh, is, he has a motorcycle. Yeah, you know about the motorcycle, and you know that he's going to sell it to kind of help get his life together. Yep. And the other thing you find out is this company is kind of dragging her a little bit. Like she was, she's this really hardworking woman and wants to be successful. But like, there's a scene where she fires a bunch of people, and it shows like them with their families, and yeah. it's really like I actually I think that scene was well done. I think it was well acted. Yeah. For what it was. Sure. Yeah. Um, it did its job. Yes. For me, but yeah. Um. And but you can just tell that between being locked down, um, between the relationship this job is also just really wearing on her. They really like her and she's obviously good at what she does. But she like, she says she can see things. So she feels like when people talk about numbers or, or business, she can see the, the business growing physically in her head. And she's yeah. like, I can paint. I want to paint this. And you'll see like background images of probably painting. She did in the past. Like when she went in the garage, there was like a sketching mm-hmm. of a woman and stuff. And so, you know, she's kind of a painter too. Yeah. And um, I feel like that could have been a more interesting thing to explore as well. Well, that's the problem with this movie is there's moments of, of like really enjoyable things that you could explore. Like, but they don't. But they don't. And honestly, I think the heist is the most enjoyable part. But like I said, it's 30 minutes, the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But they so um, what happens next is, yeah, Paxton takes this driving uh, gig and he has to do these three pickups. He learns their expensive pickups. Cool. Then, she, and then one other part of her job is kind of confused all, by her all, job, honestly. Yeah, because she worked at one of the, so she worked at one of the retailers that they because I think it's a bag company that she works for. That's what was confusing. That's what I thought at least. But I don't, I don't know what the diamond You're has right. to. You're right. I think it, she works. She's a marketer. Like she's the CEO of this bag company. Yeah, and some diamonds involved somehow. I'm confused on that as well. Anyways, I know her job has she to do with like, bags. She's just a C. She's a CEO. She does everything. Yeah, I don't know, and it's not even clear that she's the CEO. I don't know. Yeah. It's they even the even though they say it's the C, she's the CEO. Yeah. Anyways, keep um, going. But one of the things that kind of leave where they're 
this divergence happens of the the heist in general. Like I said, we literally can just talk about the last part of the movie because <laughs> we're know. just going to get through the most. Well, we got to build up this. The one build up is that she used to work for Harrods. Yes. And so she has a relationship and she's the only with one. With everyone. With everyone. So she w- she had this great relationship and that kind of pays off, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to pay off. It wasn't very satisfying. Um, but still, she ha- they have to do an inventory thing of stuff at Harrods for this company. And since she's the only one there that knows everything, she as a CEO still has to go do this job. For some reason. She's the CEO. Hey, yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like she could hire someone to do it. Yeah. But, um, but then she realized, that was loud. <laughs> but then she realizes like, oh, you're picking up a three million, like, what are you picking up? And he's like, I don't know, some diamond. And he's, she's like, oh, I'm, that's the same diamond that I'm picking up. Because some guy calls her to say like, hey, I'm buying this, or a or an anonymous guy is buying this diamond. Uh, it's got to ship to Wall Street. We're just going to put it in a bank for 10, 20 years, five to 20 years. They're, they're not clear. But it's just an investment. It's an investment. It You'll, they'll never see it. And she's like, oh, really? So then they start talking about like, okay, let's steal the diamond. We'll, like, we'll, we'll keep the real one. We'll put the fake one in the vault. And five to 20 years when they see it, they'll be like, oh, no, what happened to our diamond? And then we'll be out scotch-free. The, the diamond's only three million pounds, though. Let's talk about that for a second, too. I feel like the diamond needs to be worth more. Yeah. She's the CEO of this company and she's progressing still. Like they were saying she needs to move to New York. She's going to get promoted. Get promoted. Even how do you get higher promoted than a CEO? Yeah, I'm so confused about that. It's so confusing. Because the only way I can see is that Ben Stiller owns a conglomeration of companies is what it sounds like. That's what it might be. Because she, when that other meeting where she's drinking the wine, I think there was other CEOs of different companies that are all part of this. That's what I... Gathered. Oh, uh, that could be. I don't, and so that's the only way I can think of her. So she's CEO of specifically this bad company within this conglomeration. So she, she might be like a regional CEO as the promotional type or whatever that would be. Regional, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, that's, that's That would be my, that's my guess. That's true. I can see that. <laughs> I Still not clear. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, so she... So, so she can't be making less. I mean, she's got to be making pretty good money. Yeah. So what is three million pounds compared to the money she'll be making her entire life? Three million pounds will last you nothing. I mean, yeah, if you, but you're living the lifestyle you're going to live as a CEO, like their apartment looked really nice and they had a nice car and everything, even though it also sounded like they were tight on money because he needed to sell his motorcycle or something. I think that had to do with him going off on his own. Yeah, I don't think that I was that's that's true. He didn't have money. It yeah. kind of felt that way. Yeah. She, she was successful and she had money, yeah. but like, so anyways, the 3 million pounds is a lot of money to them, I guess enough for them to, to live their dream. No, it's not that much money. And that, it's not, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you live, I think it's, this is where there's so much opportunity missed or it was not clear that she doesn't like her job. And you know that she's a little bit vengeful at the end, yeah. but didn't build that up very well because he talks about like, we can live off this and you can just paint. You don't even have to sell your paint. We can just live off of this based off of the numbers that they're doing. They're 30 years old. They're like, it's just like, you can't live off $3 million for 60 more years. Yeah. It's just not going to. So 
I, anyways, I, I decided to, myself I'm going to yeah. steal a diamond at this age and risk my life for a million dollars. Yeah. I'm going to do it, Carlton. Okay, how about it? And I'm going to then paint for the rest of my life. Do it. I'm not, I'm not going to paint, actually. And I'm going to move to New York. I think she says that. The most expensive city in America. Yeah. So um, I think it's a good idea. I am mad at this movie. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Like I said, I'm I'm with you. This is usually when we have like disagree. We usually have a disagreement on something. Like if I really don't like it, you tend to like it. But this is one. Dude, this is one of the few movies we really neither of us liked. What's frustrating is it's shot well. Like mm-hmm. I like the hand cam. They he, Lyman uses this hand cam all the time. And the music, music's great. It's really good use of the um, classical music when he's driving. Yep. And then John Powell's involved, and it has a really cool guitar and like that that the beat and guitar that they use to build up to the heist is really cool music. Oh yeah, like. So many cool things about it, there's but the story just the most important part of the whole thing. Just there's so many cool ideas to this movie that it just like feels like um, a kindergarten. I don't know, like a college student has a good idea, but then they're like, "Let's keep adding to this idea," and then it just starts getting obscure in ideas. Yeah, and that's what this movie feels like is an obscurity of a good idea. And so it's like more frustrating to watch because you're like, ah, like just focus. Let's, let's focus. Like yeah. let's make a pandemic oceans 11. Yep. I could have said, I was going to say oceans eight cause Aunt Hathaway's in oceans eight, yeah. but like, let's just focus this up. Let's make it like, yeah, let's let them fight. C- continue the fighting. I love that. Two weeks in, you know, they, they're going to get divorced. Love it. Let's get into the diamond quick. Like let's not make it so easy though. You know, let them figure out some ways that we can, get the diamond, make the movie last an hour and a half. And then they get the diamond and then they love each other and they start seeing these little things that make them like each other. Yeah. I don't know. Make her, I don't know. Make her want to actually give up the job of CEO. <laughs> I don't know. Then, and it, make the diamond more expensive yeah. or, or find something that's worth more money. Yeah. You know, like I watch, we're watching Lupin on Netflix. Have you seen Lupin on it? It's a French show. It just came out, but Never heard of it. he's, he's a, he's steal something every episode. It's really, really interesting. And, and the last episode he stole this diamond necklace that's worth like, I don't, he's paid $300 million for it. You know, there's stuff out there worth that much. Yeah. So why are we aiming so low? You could have wrote any number in the entire world. Also, as someone who worked in jewelry, the size of that diamond that's probably three million. You well, think so? it's not necessarily about size. It's about I know clarity and, it is about clarity. And history helps too. Yeah, and size. Like I said, size can play some. It's a smaller factor compared to the clarity and the history. But well, the size actually probably is a bigger factor. But the history is probably the biggest. It had yeah. a name, so there's got to be like something. Yeah, to yeah that was the thing. I was actually kind of surprised. Just like the way it looked, like that's probably more than three million, anyways. I don't. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it's and, so weird. This movie's crazy. Yeah, I'm just glad they made it because like. It was well, a good experience. You're glad exper- they made it? I am glad. I'm glad I watched it, too, to be honest. I think it's so mediocre, though, that I don't <laughs> wish this upon anyone. But it is an interesting exercise that they did, but they just failed. Okay. I'll give you that. You know, like, I don't think there's a lot of directors out there thinking, like, let's make a movie um, worth very little money, somewhere between $3 million and $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, Like, once you use that number, now that I think about it, like, that's actually really not that much. Like, if it is $3 million, that seems about right. I don't think it's three. I think well, I'm it's saying closer to thirty. I bet they ba- I really bet they paid for the Herod. Is that the name of it? Herod. Herod. I bet they paid Herod a lot of money to use yeah. that store. They're like, we'll keep you afloat because they said it was empty. They were like, when we recorded in the food court, they said there was no food in there. We had to put all the food in there, hmm. and they just said all of the clothing and stuff was 
we also had to put in there, which I could tell because some of the outfits that were on dolls were like, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, she'd be like, oh, this is a, you know, $50,000 a pound caviar or whatever. And you, you know, like it's just regular caviar or a box. They just threw in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so they had a, they had a set dress, a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. So then they go and steal the diamond. Um, they use the Edgar Allan Poe name, which is like the big mess up through the whole show. But again, like, I think that's where I was starting to rant a little bit. I was, I didn't understand. So the security guard calls and says, Hey, we got a weird name, right? It's, we called the cops cause the name doesn't check out. So then the cops come and then the security guards like, Hey, Edgar Allan Poe, we want to see you at the office. Hey, we need you to see you at the office. He's just trying to leave Edgar or Paxton's trying to leave Edgar Allan Poe. So then at the very end, he's like, Edgar Allan Poe. And he like turns around. He's like, you left your badge. Yeah, that's it. It's like, what? So you called the cops cops on him or maybe he wasn't the suspicious name. I don't know. But you got to assume he is because they don't say anything. They don't bring it back. Yeah. Any other way. But then he's like, hey, you left your badge. He's like, oh, thanks. And then they just leave. Yeah, that was... Also, do they, do they steal the food at Herod's? Like, when she's like, pick whatever you want. I think so. Yeah, because I think she was saying it gets thrown out anyways here in two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I so, got lost so many times, so. Well, Just, it's a confusing movie. There's some interesting things in it. Uh, I, there's moments where he, like, reads poem in the sh- poems in the street. I really like that, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoy those, too. I like the moments where he's, like, going mad. Uh, Paxton's going mad a little bit and he starts saying some pretty crazy stuff and she starts doing the same thing. Like I like every, every time she's in a meeting, she's wearing like her top half is wearing very professional clothes. Her bottom half is the pajamas, but then she like changes out of it as soon as the meeting's over. I noticed, which was kind of a good touch. Mm -hmm. She said that like, there's some like family dynamic stuff that I thought was like almost interesting that could have worked, but then it never like pays back. Like there's the moment where we find out that Anne Hathaway actually bought the motorcycle off Paxton and was going to give it back to him. And then like one of Paxton's brother was actually going to take, um, take credit, take credit. Thank you. Cause she didn't want to, she didn't want to know that she didn't want him to know that she was involved or it'd make him mad is what he says. And so he was going to take credit for it so that he could be a better person or try to make him a better person or something. Mm -hmm. You know, there's stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, you know, that when he, she said that, she, that she bought the motorcycle, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Another cool idea. But then it gets undermined by like the brother thing. I felt like it, it was kind of, well, it's supposed to be a little frustrating, I guess. But like it never really gets brought back again because that's like an hour into the movie. And, yeah. and then now the spoil, the surprise is kind of spoiled. I don't know. It's interesting. What a life. I think I, I get why you're so angry. <laughs> Because there, it had such good potential, like so many, and then there's a lot of like little moments, where like oh, maybe it's gonna get better. Yeah, it's well acted too. Yeah, it's super well acted. I think they're like a lot of fun to watch in this, and uh, I don't know. It just felt like the writing is just not strong. It's yeah. and you can tell they filmed it in 14 days or something. Yeah, I think that's what I read. 14 to 18 is somewhere in there. They wrote the script in even less, like in a month, and they said that there were moments where Doug Lyman was filming a scene and he like they filmed the scene and then the next day they were going to film like the scene next like that was supposed to come next during the same day but then it would be raining outside and they were supposed to shoot it outside so then they Doug would be like hey Ann and uh 
what's his name? <laughs> uh, Chewedle. The, just to let you know, like, we got to record a different scene. Like, we got to do tomorrow's schedule instead of today because because of the rain. Like, we can't record outside. And they're like, well, we don't have it memorized. And he said, uh, let's put an earpiece in you. Just like. Oh, they did the earpiece. Yeah, it's just like the Godfather type yeah. thing. So there's moments where you'll just see, like, half of their face. And that um, that whatever half they have, they'll just put the earpiece in the other yeah, one. And they would rewind. So they had some of it memorized. But it was just because it's 14 days of shooting. Yeah. For a two-hour movie, that's pretty impressive, honestly, because they shoot eight hours. You know, they probably get a couple scenes. Yeah, that. But yeah, they. I think they they had to be done with, like, with everything by May, and then the movie came out in January or something. But mm-hmm. they they sold it to HBO in December. Um, I don't know. It, the shooting stuff, the process sounded interesting to me. Yeah. You know, they had a lot of cool stuff in it, but it it just felt like uh, I don't know. It was disappointing overall. I recommend, I should have said this at the beginning, but like, I don't really recommend this to anyone. Not at all. Other than like, if you're interested in this idea, which is why it, it pulled me in originally, right? Yeah, because we are going to actually watch a different movie. Yeah, what was it? Uh, we're going to watch Silver Lining Playbook. Oh, Silver Lining Playbook, which we'll do next probably. Um, But yeah, we, we uh, decide, I, I was like, Carlton, I want to do this. It just came out. You know, it'll be interesting to talk about. Um, let's do this. And I convinced him. It was hard, but I got there. <laughs> Anyways, my, yeah. ja- my jacket matches your parents' floor. Yep, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. They they sell the diamond. Oh, they, do they sell the diamond? I think they say that they're rich at the end. I know. That's never clear. Because the, the, one of the things I feel like it was kind of, I, I remember catching it. So Because the, they, they mentioned the guy. So he goes to jail for saving a guy, too. Oh, I don't yeah, remember the guy's name. I think they beat up, yeah. So he beat someone up who trying to beat someone else up, I guess. Yes, yeah. That's what I gathered from it. And so, Paxton does. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name, but I know that he has contact with him still or has a way to contact him uh-huh. that he's rich. And uh, so they're going to sell him the diamond. Gotcha. So I, I do remember them mentioning that at the end when he reads that um, poem at the end because they get put in lockdown for another much, two weeks. Another two weeks. Yeah. I remember that. Now. That's that's the movie. Like I said, I'm obviously forgettable ending, but I know I like they should have just went with the comedy route or the drama route or the or the heist route, but because they spread out too thin throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie, it just felt like a dud. Yeah. So disappointing. Doug Lyman, do better. Yeah. You, you're worth more than that. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was really confused because I, I was just kind of looking up some things as I was watching it. Still at the beginning, I was so like, oh, this is gonna be. I think it's going to be a decent movie. Yeah. But on IMDb, it's five out of ten stars. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be – I didn't look up anything. I, I thought it was going to be a disapp- I mean, a, a good movie too because yeah. I like Doug Lyman. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes there's duds out there. That's and they okay. did a good job with the trailer. trailer I didn't even seem, watch the trailer. Oh, trailer made it seem interesting. I'll watch it after. It's probably about the heist, right? Mm-hmm. They, most of the trailer's about the heist. I, and you know about their, their uh, strained relationship. Yep. Well, that was what sold me is about this diamond heist. I'm like, oh, that sounds super cool and a romance. Like, let's do it for the podcast. Yeah. It's kind of like a spy versus spy or like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of feel. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, Doug Lyman did that too, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Hmm. Forgot about that. Um, bring us Edge of Tomorrow too, Doug. Please. Pretty please. While you're filming the space movie, just just film Edge of Tomorrow too up in space too with Tom Just, bring, just bring Emily Blunt along. Bring Blunt. Bring blunts, 
Bring blunt and bring blunts and bring cruise in. Take a cruise. Make, <laughs> I've actually never seen it tomorrow. Dude, you're missing out. I know. It's I've been, so good. It's, it's so fun. It's a movie I watch at least once a year. It, it's like the closest movie will ever come to like a video game. That's good. Like it is the best video game movie. It feels like Starcraft meets like an anime meets like a war movie. I don't know. But I'm excited to watch it whenever I get the chance. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely higher up on my watch list out of the, I think on my watch list on IMDb, I have like 700 movies. I never, I have never signed it up for IMDb. I did just because I was using it enough. Yeah, I should, I always think about it and I use IMDb so much, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I just never have. I don't know why. I use Letterboxd and uh, I don't know if I, oh, I did. I ranked this one and a half stars on so, That's fair. Yeah. It's because there's some good stuff in it. I mean, one and a half is low, but. Yeah. It wasn't as low as you could go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. If I did, if I kept, if I, I keep having you watch these romantic comedies, you would have time to watch better movies. <laughs> there's Maybe. Some good, there's some good romantic comedies out yeah. there. Like that. We've had some surprises. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I have the two truths and a lie. I think you're going to get this one because you've mentioned some of them, but I got specific <laughs> with details, so I'm hoping perfect. that'll throw you off. Throw you I off, hope so. so. So, oh, by the way, Sonic the Hedgehog is is um, one of the cast members on the IMDb. The, there's a hedgehog that shows up like two or three times. You don't actually ever see this hedgehog, though. You see him at the very, very beginning. Oh, you do. Yes. Yeah. That, and uh, his name's Sonic. And he's credited on the that's cast. Funny. I forgot that that's how it started. Really interesting sequence, actually. The way they were shot. It's kind yeah, of cool. Little... Yeah. Hand, a handheld camera yeah. and then just. Kind of out of focus, kind of in focus. Yeah. It is pretty interesting. He does a lot of handheld stuff, Doug Lyman. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Two truths and one of these is a lie. Okay. The movie was shot in 18 days. That's true. I said that. Okay. You said a few different days. Oh, that's true. I could be wrong. Despite being shot in an actual department store, they still hired extras. Okay. Cillian Murphy was originally supposed to be the male lead. Cillian Murphy. Hmm, I don't know about that one. The department store I read about, from what I remember, they used some of the people from the department store. So I feel like that is the lie. But then I'm not sure about who was the actor. Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. I'm not sure about that. I'm going to go with the department store is the lie. Yep. Yeah. They didn't hire any extras. For yeah, they anything. just hired the, well, they just used the workers mm-hmm. and they probably got And the same with on the day. street, all the people in the street. That's interesting. No, no hired extras. Other than like the extras would be the Zoom call people. Yeah, but yeah, huh. but yeah. Usually, if you have, yeah. I think you can kind of consider an extra if you're just in it without dialogue. So. I know you're saying that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, shot in 18 days, and Cillian Murphy was supposed to be the male lead. I don't know who that is. Um, Scarecrow in Batman. He's, oh, I like him. Yeah, yeah um, he's uh, in Peaky Blinders. Peaky he's Blinders in uh, guy. Uh, Inception. Holy cow! What a movie. Let's do uh, letterbox. We won't do block. Let's just not do uh, uh, blank checks box. There's nothing. I looked and the, there's probably nothing. Was, I yeah. They're doing a few like Wonder Woman's probably number one still or something. Probably. Who cares? Um. Oh wait, no. Everyone. Let's go. Let's go. I don't even know. Okay. Here we go. This person said, uh, this is a lore, A-L-O-R, said one star, genuinely never wanted to punch my computer screen this much in my entire life. 
It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Oh, here, this one's pretty good. Oh. JJ Rabbit, three stars. London has the city on lock, so a couple is forced to take the stock. At the end of the day, Anne Hathaway to walk away with a real or fake rock. <laughs> That's a good poem. That is good. Nice little... <sighs> Any final words? No. Final thoughts? You want to plug anything? Not right now. Me neither. Um, just keep plugging away, everyone. Yep. Survive COVID. My family's getting vaccines. That's cool. Hmm. My mom's got the vaccine. My sister's got the vaccine. And they're teachers, so makes sense. That, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, don't forget to... I feel like... Are we forgetting something? Who cares? We're going to do... That box office yeah. is probably the only thing you're probably thinking of. We're so skip it anyways. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you, Jen, for the three and a half stars. You're the best. You're the best. Uh, review us and give us that five stars. We love that. I said that twice. Okay. <laughs> Email us at romcomdudes at gmail.com. Uh, we're the number nine top romcom podcast according to this guy who sent me an email. So thank you to that guy. Number nine out of 25. Uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's the best thing in the world. I've never heard of any of these podcasts. So here we are, number nine. Um, follow us on our social meets <laughs> at Romcom Dudes. Uh, we got some exciting stuff coming up. You know, we got a lot of episodes coming up. We, oh, yeah. We're not going to take a break again. I think we've got some more time with to make to watch movies and stuff. We're now. both kind of getting a little bit of a consistent groove with yeah. our lives a little bit. So. Well, we got like three episodes recorded oh, yeah. still after this one. Oh yeah. I might release this one before our next two because this movie's newer. Yeah. Um, I'll be playing my PlayStation 5, so there we go. Oh, yeah, you got that. What's up? I got one. I did it. I'm proud of myself. You should be. Took two months, but I got there. (laughs) doesn't feel that much different than the PlayStation 4, but it's silky smooth. Like, it's 60 frames per second instead of 30 frames. Ooh. You know what that means. I know. I know for video games, it (laughs) definitely makes... I I know for filming, too, but it's it. No, filming sucks. You don't want... Well, there's some movies that do 60 frame, like Gemini there's Man. A, and those actually shot in 120 frames. Well, you're right. You're right. But but yeah. No, there's a purpose right. for it, but not in not They not don't in the viewing. do it often. It's not for viewing. Not for strict. You don't just watch things in 60 frames. For yeah. Everything. It's weird is why. Well, like the long walk, the long halftime show walk or whatever that movie's called uh, was shot in 60 frames. The Hobbit, I don't think he the, shot it. I think it's artificially 48 frames. Is it artificial? It might be. I don't okay. Know. He might have shot it in 48 frames per second, but he shot on digital camera, so you probably just could do it in camera. So he yeah. probably did shoot it in 48 and then mm-hmm. made it 24 in post or whatever. It's probably yeah. easier to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, Anyways, that doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. Why are we talking about this? It doesn't matter. Thanks for listening. And as always, just be like Ed Poe or Ed A. Poe or... You could be EAP or like EAP.